But guys, we know about Chris Paul's struggles in postseason series. He, he has taken the blame for how things ended with Oklahoma City last year. They've won now 14 of 15. Are they in position to not only change their perception, but make it a reality that they're a Western Conference contender? Uh, but this series will provide us another example of Chris' uh, ability to lead and be excellent uh, statistically. But can he put this team on his back and carry them over the hump in the moments, which they always show up, in the pressured-filled moments where you have to make a play? And I'm hoping he can do that. I don't know if Chris has gotten to this place of being safe. Um, when he first came into the league, you, you mentioned Chris Paul and championship together. You know, th those two words went together. I, I have not heard him speak of winning a championship now in a couple of years. I think he's fallen into this assist to turnover ratio thing where, you know, Chris is a very safe player right now. And statistically, you know, he maxes out in every box. However, I don't see Chris going outside of himself, outside of those boxes to take extraordinary risk. And, you know, this assist to turnover ratio, if you look back at some of the, the, the best point guards to ever do it in our league, you know, we, we generally had three to four turnovers a night because we took risks. Stockton took risks. Magic Johnson took risks. I took risks out on the floor. You know, to play a game where you have only one turnover or zero turnovers, that means you're playing relatively safe. You're playing good basketball, but you you know you you're playing safe. And you know you you right now Chris is at the point now he's got to push past safe. He's got to push past the numbers where he can go into the locker room and say, "Well, I got twenty. I got nine. I got three. Da, da, da. Hey, I did my job." No, you got to push past safe. Yeah, safe. I equate it to driving in a car. If you're used to following the speed limit and you, your governor is 65 miles per hour and you don't go over that, you protect the people in the car with you, the playoffs, there's no speed limit. Yeah. You gotta be comfortable at 120 miles If you're miles trying power. to win a championship. If you're trying to win a championship. Yeah. You gotta be, you gotta rev that engine down, that pedal to the floor and go 120 and keep that same composure as you do at 65. Yeah. But that takes risk to your point, Isaiah. And, and I think at each moment where the risk has gone up and it's been required of him to, to take risk. He hasn't been comfortable in that situation. I, I see a safe player now. I don't see I don't see Steph Curry saying, Bam, I'm 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 go, I'm all in. When you hear the Golden State Warriors talk, Draymond Green said, Hey, we expect to win the championship this year. That used to be Chris Paul. Steph Curry and them, those guys are saying, Hey, if we don't win the championship this year, this this year's a failure. I don't hear that coming out of the Clipper locker room. Like Tony Jugging his speakerphones Fuck social bitch, I got soldiers that I put my people on 2009, that bitch food stamps what I was eating on They always called us ass nine pieces on my Nokia phone Squad, time is make to stay on the job Give me the baby 380 with me like Cali, stay with the sign Bought that boys in pocket, see that Danny shit from the mob Use a cartoon, that clip on the cover of Lucky Charms Every morning I wake up with my daughter Dora Explorer Then I get right back to the pocket, just thinking that's body training Murder no road to the motherfucking plane, they in my arraignment Keep the dead on presses on green paper Fuck being famous, nigga. Price will come with the fame. Flowers cover the grave. Power, love, and loyalty. 
Industry's got you sleep, but bitch, I woke, I know the devil. These niggas be falling off every day like Ace Hood, rolling bezel. Niggas don't understand if you 60 million, a percentage of every income stream. That record ain't the one on numbers, you triple your management and your legal team. Uh, I'd have been dropped before, talked about it, rolled off before. Caught on my sleeve in the ATF at my mama, though. The small door told me, Freddy, fix up your posture, bro. Walk tall and never show niggas more than they gotta know. Real deep moving sound as like Giannis. My Greek freak, we did a menage with a friend in St. Thomas. Put 50 carats in my pendant to change up the climate. We paint all the with the cocaine. I decorate the garage Lights will come with the fame Flowers cover the grave Power, love, and loyalty Wash me clean Alright Alright Salutations This is one of the biggest moments That This is the one of the biggest moments of the year that that I've been anticipating, that I've been teasing for quite a while, ladies and gentlemen. This is King Known Uncensored, and I'm here to give you the top 50 NBA players. Now, before we get into it, we got a couple. We got some stray news. Um, Chris Paul is already, obviously, <laughs> I mean, who didn't know? Who didn't know this? Who didn't know that, that this was going to come out, huh? Who didn't know? I'm just saying. Who didn't know that this was a, was, was going to be a teasing idea? Because I knew it as soon as they lost. As soon as they lost. I was having a conversation. Well, actually, you know what? I made a status. And I said that Chris Paul might as well just join the L.A. Lakers. If he doesn't return to Phoenix next season. Which I definitely believe is a possibility. And the Lakers, <laughs> ironically, the next day, show interest in not only Chris Paul, but Russell Westbrook. First of all, the Lakers cannot get Russell Westbrook. That nigga makes too much money. Now, Chris Paul is a free agent. They can make some changes in order to uh, pay Chris Paul what he wants. I think that is possibly the safe option. <laughs> Which... Chris Paul does a lot, according to Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> Plays it safe. <laughs> but I think that Chris Paul will be a good fit for the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, a lot of people are taking it too far as to say that they would be even like they would be automatic favorites to win the championship if they get Chris Paul. That's ridiculous. Chris Paul has lost his entire career. You know, he's played great basketball, but he's lost his entire career. LeBron James is coming back off of his second major injury. He's not going to be the same player. He'll still be athletic and somewhat explosive, but he won't be the, he won't be the guy he was two years ago. Then Anthony Davis gets hurt every time he puts on a warm-up. So they're not a fucking guarantee. And then all of a sudden, all of their role players are on the block. You know, Trez is a free agent, KCP, uh, Kuzma, Taylor Horton Tucker, Dennis Schroeder. All those guys are being offered up in deals. So we don't even know what the role players on the Lakers are going to be. We don't even know if they're even going to get Chris Paul. So all that, oh man, you know, they get together, it's an automatic championship. Shut the fuck up, man. Just stop it. 
And the Lakers are not going to even get Damian Lillard either. So I think that Chris Paul is the best bet for them. Um, let's move on to ESTG. Um, I heard his name buzzing. People have been telling me about this kid from Kentucky. I heard him on a couple of verses. And the kid sounded okay. Um, he, I guess this is his debut album or something. Uh, what the fuck is this shit called? I listened to it today. Um, uh, what the fuck is it called? What's the album called? Bigger Than Life or Death. Um, I like some songs on here, but the album is just average. It's just, it's cool. You know, I can listen to it. You know, if I want to hear some banging beats and some interesting lyrics, not great lyrics, but just interesting. The thing I like about him is he's a, he, he, I like some of his lines, but, um, bigger than life or death was solid. I mean, they tried to remake 500 to 400 degrees or whatever. That shit was okay. That was okay. He tried it. Um, I feel like this. I have to get warmed up to ESTG because I feel like deep down, I feel like he's stealing Detroit culture and style. That's how I really feel. I feel like he biting our style and he's getting some of our artists to co-sign him. And I mean, it's okay to be from a different state and to uh, utilize another city's culture. Just, you know what I'm saying? Just give us ours. Just give us credit for influencing your style. That's all I really ask. It's no hate. But Bigger Than Life or Death, pretty decent project. It's not, I I give it a B minus. It's pretty solid. I enjoyed the production though. And some of the songs and and the features were pretty much on point. Pretty decent project. Not mad at it. Let's see, where am I at here? All right, man. I done gone 10 minutes of blah, blah, bullshit. Let's move on to the top 50. Number 50. Yeah, we coming out swinging. This man is an NBA champion. Not this year, but is an NBA champion nonetheless. And is going to be one of the highly highest coveted free agents out here. And if Phoenix is looking for a replacement for Chris Paul, this man is the guy. But I would prefer him to go to the Los Angeles Clippers. Number 50 is Kyle Lowry. Now, last season, the Raptors did not make the playoffs because Kyle Lowry was in trade rumors the whole year. And no trade went down. And the ambassador of the Toronto Raptors survived. As he put up numbers such as 17 points per game and 7 assists per game. He shot almost 40% from 3. Pretty good. But I feel like Kyle Lowry was kind of distracted. I think if he wasn't distracted, I think he definitely would have averaged 20 and 8. Number 49. This guy played for a team that went to the conference finals last year. And he led the league in rebounds. Shove that up your ass, Drummond. But anyway, um, <laughs> number 49 is Clint Capella. Now, Clint Capella 
had a very solid season. He averaged 15 points and 14 rebounds. You know what I'm saying? And then he averaged two blocks a game, which is pretty good. These are like around Rudy Gobert numbers, actually, which is pretty solid. I mean, he's the fourth or fifth option on Atlanta. He had a pretty decent season. Had an okay playoffs. His, uh, let me see his playoff numbers. Uh, he could have played way better in the playoffs. That's probably where I ranked him at 49. He only averaged 10 and 11. That's disappointing and a hell of a drop-off from the regular season. So, Number 48. This kid has the Charlotte Hornets announcers mesmerized every single play. We are talking about Terry Rozier. Now, Rozier had a breakout season this year. A lot of people counted him out because he um, left Boston and he felt like he was a, 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 a go-to guy. He felt like he was a better player than Kyrie Irving, which is a lot of confidence, but not true. But last year he did average 20 a game, four rebounds, four assists, 39% from three. Pretty damn good numbers if you ask me. And average a steal a game. I just think Terry Rozier just needs to hop on and go to the next level. And he'll be fine. But I was highly disappointed in, in of his performance in the play-in versus the Pacers. He was abysmal that night. But other than that, number 47, this kid survived. I think he had a, a tumor or a cancer or something like that. But he survived that and was able to play the second half of the season. And this dude survived back-to-back injuries that could have ended his season and he bounced back critically and number 47 is Karis LeVert Karis LeVert can turn up at any point I mean last year he averaged 20 points a game 5 rebounds and 5 assists Um, he can shoot better from the 3 and he's become a better passer and I think he's going to help the Pacers I think the Pacers are actually going to make the playoffs next year I'm going to say it. I'm going to say that. Because on Brooklyn, he was a monster. And this year for Indiana, he was very, he was solid. Um, Number 46. Um, This dude has a lot to prove as a number one option. I'm still not convinced that he's the number one due to the fact that he was the number one last year and did not lead his team to the playoffs. But number 46 is Pascal Siakam. Now, Spicy P, you know, he did average 21 points and seven rebounds and five assists. Those are pretty good numbers. Those are technically almost all-star level numbers. It's just that I feel like Siakam needs to do better on the defensive end. That's all I really... And then also, I just need him to prove that he's a legitimate number one option on a playoff team. Because when he was matched next to Kawhi, he was a legitimate number two. And he was a hell of a complimentary player that year. Number 45, this dude put numbers on the boards. And I watched many of his games last year, including a rivalry with the Brooklyn Nets. Yes, I said it. 
Colin Sexton. Now, Colin Sexton has been at the center of trade rumors this year. And me personally, I do not think that the Cleveland Cavaliers have the luxury to let this player go because they've let go of every great player that they've had from Kyrie to LeBron to Colin Sexton. But you still hold on to old ass Kevin Love. (laughs) But Sexton averaged 24 a game last year. He was firing on all cylinders. The young bull, he is ready for action. And this year, He's probably going to move into that top 30, top 35, top 40 range. Number 44. This player was kind of disappointing, but his numbers told a different story. You know, and number 44 is Kristaps Porzingis. Now, Porzingis has flashes of New York Kristaps Porzingis in Dallas. But last year, during a a, a blowing a 2-0 lead in a meltdown versus the L.A. Clippers, Christoph Porzingis complained about Luka Doncic not giving him the ball more. I mean, from his numbers right here, he averaged 20 points a game and 9 rebounds per game. But in this era of the score, Porzingis should be averaging 25 a game. He shot 38% from three. This year, however, his numbers dropped off significantly, especially from the playoffs last year, where he averaged 27 a game and nine rebounds, 24, yeah, 24 points per game and nine rebounds, versus this year only dropping 13 and five. That is abysmal. This is why you are ranked 44th. Now, I don't think it's Lucas' fault that Porzingis was struggling. Porzingis was struggling himself. That's not Lucas' fault that you weren't hitting your shots. I wouldn't give your ass the ball either. So quit crying and get some nuts about yourself. Now, number 43, he established himself as a legit number two last year when technically the number two was supposed to be his fucking teammate, that non-shooting bitch-made Australian, Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris stepped up last year at number 43, by the way. He averaged almost 20 points per game, seven rebounds and three assists. Now, don't let those numbers fool you. He can get hot in a hurry, and Doc Rivers knows how to use him, and Tobias Harris has been very consistent. But Harris has had a good season this year, and he showed up throughout the playoffs. Yeah, he he had averaged 22 points and 9 rebounds in the playoffs this year. Number 42. He was a first-time All-Star and almost beat Stephen Curry in a three-point contest. And his name is Mike Conley. I feel like Conley is um, a hell of a player, dude. One of the more underrated players in basketball. Like, 
his numbers don't tell the exact story. I mean, 16 points, 6 assists, that's, that doesn't tell the entire story. He didn't play every game either. And he never really got back into his pure form as he only really played six playoff games. So hopefully next year Mike Conley can have a full season because that first half of the season, Conley was on fire. Number 41, one of the uh, future young superstars of this basketball world. Damn, Doc. Doc should have never let Shea Gilgis Alexander walk out the Clippers because that's what the Clippers are really missing. Can you imagine if the Clippers... Can you imagine if the Clippers kept Shea Gilgis Alexander, Shea, PG, and Kawhi? That'd be a big three. Because last year, this young man averaged 24 points per game, 5 rebounds and 6 assists, shot 42% from 3, and shot 51% from the field, y'all. Hell of a player. He's just on the Oklahoma City Thunder. If he was on a playoff contender team, he would be ranked higher for sure. Number 40. Now, I mean, I'm a fan of his, but I got to be objective. Number 40, LaMelo Ball. LaMelo Ball had a stellar first season. I mean, from a technical standpoint, LaMelo's a past first player. And for him to average 16 points per game, six rebounds and six assists, a lot of people said that Anthony Edwards got robbed. No, he didn't. Anthony Edwards didn't lead his team nowhere. LaMelo at least played in the play-in game and had a chance to make the playoffs. But LaMelo, the way that he sees the floor, the way that he plays with a passion for this game, the way that he his uh, relationships with his teammates, he is the ultimate teammate. And LaMelo Ball is only going to improve into a top 25 player. Number 39. Um, this player is a perennial all-star. And the pairing of him and Zach Levine throughout the second half of the last season, this duo is go- is probably going to take over once they get a third player. Because, you know, today's game is all about the big three. Last year, he averaged 23 points per game, 12 assists. I mean, not 12 assists, 12 rebounds. I'm sorry. Nah, 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 nah. It's only only a few that can average 12 assists now. He averaged four assists, but he shot 40% from three. 48% from the field, which should be a lot higher since he's a big man. But Vooch, he balled the fuck out, man. Number 38. Rudy Gobert, oh boy, the defensive player of the year got exposed, y'all, because I would have ranked him probably top 25 if he would have handled his business when it counted, but um, this year he averaged 14 points a game, 14 rebounds. My main problem with Rudy Gobert is his lack of aggression. That really pissed me off watching in the playoffs 
This nigga just standing at the at the uh, basket, not demanding the ball, not asking for the ball in the post, not picking and rolling and finishing. He needs to be more demanding of the ball. I mean, for lack of a better term, the defensive player of the year played like a bitch. And he shouldn't, honestly, he should have been third place in defensive player of the year. I truly think that Drew Holiday should have been a defensive player of the year. Because, you know, he's been that nigga this whole entire year. Number 37. He has up and down moments. He's been up and down his whole life, career, and he is known as the Scottie Pippen of the Milwaukee Bucks, Chris Middleton. Now, a lot of people will be like, oh my God, why you got him at 37? Because of lack of consistency, for one. And he's very lucky to be on this list. Very lucky, if you ask me. The G League God... Definitely did have his moments in the playoffs. And his nickname is Baby Joe Johnson. Hmm. Ah, not quite ISO Joe. He's ISO Ho. (laughs) I'll give him that. (laughs) But this year he averaged um, 20 a game, 6 rebounds, 5 assists, shot uh, 41 from 3. Honestly, um, Middleton's a 50-40-90 type of dude. This year in the playoffs, he averaged 23, 8, and 5. That's pretty damn good, if you ask me. A lot you can ask for a second option. But I just don't think that he's better than a lot of other second options in the league. He's not better than a lot of third options in the league, if you want to go there. Number 36. Um, this guy can score bucket after bucket after bucket, hot and heavy and in a hurry. His only problem is on the defensive end, C.J. McCollum. Now, C.J., I don't know what happened to him this year. Like, he was okay in the playoffs this year. He was all right. He averaged 21 points per game and six rebounds and four assists. It's not too bad. But... Austin Rivers, Monte Morris, they were torching him in the playoffs this year. Regular season, you know, CJ be showing off. You know, when you get him into that ISO and you get him in the rhythm, he could be great. CJ could be a decent number one option for a team. I said decent, not a great one. Decent. But I feel like him and Dame, they need to break up. Like, CJ... And Dame are the same thing. You know, you need a CJ, but you need that type of player to come off the bench to so that Damian Lillard can get rest. You know, CJ's been an ultimate pro his whole career. Shout out to CJ. Number 35. This dude disappeared like Ben Simmons in the playoffs. But at least that motherfucker will shoot. Michael Porter Jr. Now, uh, Michael Porter Jr., Evolved this year. Now, the numbers don't tell the tale. I mean, he averaged 19 points and seven rebounds in his first year where he actually started the entire season because he was coming off the bench. 
um, last year. And I just don't like Mike Malone. I just don't like Mike Malone. I think Denver needs a whole new coach. I'm mad I can't get Porter Jr.'s uh, playoff numbers. But whatever. Um, in the uh, second round of the playoffs against the Suns, uh, Porter Jr. definitely disappeared. But other than that, he's he's been solid the whole year, basically. Number 34, um, this dude was solid up until the playoffs, and for the first time in his career, he experienced heavy double teams when he was used to getting having his own way. But as a number one option on what was a mediocre team turned playoff team this year, I was let down by him and his teammates. And uh, number 34 is Julius Randle. Now, Randle... Proved that he could be a number one, but honestly, bro, he disappointed where it mattered. And they got beat in five games by the Atlanta Hawks. Now, I'm not going to fault them for losing to Atlanta because I felt like the teams were evenly matched. But it just seemed like nobody else but Derrick Rose could get busy for them. But his numbers throughout the season were phenomenal. I mean, 24 a game. 10 rebounds, 6 assists, shot 41% from 3, 46% from the field. Oh, Lord. This damn safari is fucking up. I hate... I really hate this shit. This shit fucking up like crazy now. Okay, there we go. Yeah, he, but he did average 18 and 12, but that's a hell of a drop-off from 24 points. He averaged more rebounds, though. You got to give him some credit. But no blocks a game, dude, in five games. This nigga didn't register a single block. What the hell? But then again, Julius Randle's not known for his interior defense. He's known more for his perimeter. Number 33, this dude is legit. Now, his team did suffer some injuries this year and made it past the first round of the play-in game, only to be beaten by um, the uh, Wizards. And that is DeMontis Sabonis. Uh, Baby Arvidas averaged 23 points and 12 rebounds and almost 7 assists per game. And he averaged a steal a game. Sabonis has been a solid pro his entire career, even expanding his range to three-point range, and the sky's the limit for the Indiana Pacers. Um, number 32. This this was the only player that really showed up in the in the playoffs for the Miami Heat. He was solid. He was very consistent. He made smart decisions. He finished well at the rim. And he's an underrated distributor. And that's Bam Adebayo. 
Now, at a buyout average, 19 and 9, you know, those are Tommy Heinsohn numbers. Rest in peace to the God. But um, this year in the playoffs, eh, his numbers significantly dropped. I mean, last year you saw a different kind of dude, but the sad part is he was the only one that really showed up for them as Milwaukee swept their asses right out of the fucking gym. As Adebayo only averaged 15 and 9. But I think Adebayo is is primed to have a better year than he did uh, this, this year. Number 31. This man is stuck on a shitty team. And I wish that a team would just come get this kid and put him in a situation where he could win because he has the winner's mentality. He has the eye of the tiger. And his name is De'Aaron Fox. Now, De'Aaron Fox averaged 25 points per game and seven assists. Now, that three-point shot can improve a little bit. He only shot 32% from three. But other than that, De'Aaron Fox is a bucket. In ISO, you're in trouble. You have to double-team this kid. Because he can score, he can finish, and he's got a little bit of defense. And that that could be, you know, he averages almost two steals a game. Got a little bit of defense. That's underrated about his game. Number 30. We're floating through this thing. We're at 33 minutes. Shit, by the time we get to number one, we'll be all right. Number 30. This kid here, you know what I'm saying? I thought that he would have a better season but I understand with having the worst coach in the league coaching you and Stan Van Gundy I can understand why you know you would drop off but I felt like Brandon Ingram still should have been an (laughs) all-star number 30 is Brandon Ingram now this dude can score from anywhere on the floor and he could get up there and throw it down on you I mean he averaged 24 5 and 5 that's pretty damn good if you ask me 38 from shot 38 from three man i wish we could see this kid in the playoffs man because it's a damn shame how the lakers just threw him away like yesterday's garbage and then he goes to new orleans and turns into a perennial all-star but i think next year with willie green coaching at the helm we get this we'll get to see brandon ingram probably average 27 a game um, number 29, this this dude, although he shot abysmal in this year's playoffs, this man put the L's on everybody. He put the lock and key. That nigga should come with a safe because he be locking niggas up and you're going to need a combination code to get your best player off a of lockdown. The, 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 the guy that should have been the defensive player of the year, we got at number 29, Drew, Drew Holiday, the real second option of the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, Drew Holiday, I've been following him his whole career since Philly. This man has the potential to be an all-star if he wanted to score. But he's more focused on the defensive aspect of the ball. Now, he can get trigger happy and start shooting a lot. But this year in the playoffs, he was very, very big for Milwaukee. He was the missing piece that Milwaukee needed. He needed somebody on the team that can defend multiple positions. He could defend ones, twos, and threes. He averaged 17 a game, nine assists per game, and two steals a game, and probably four steals a game on (laughs) D-Book by itself. Number 28, oh, man. 
he suffered uh, a terrible ACL injury right when the Denver Nuggets was about to go to the playoffs, and that is Jamal Murray. He was about he was on pace to have a breakout season uh, this year. Murray, after a hell of a playoffs last year, he averaged twenty one a game and five assists. Jamal Murray could just score. He could just score well. I mean, uh, playoff Jamal Murray, if you look at playoff Jamal Murray numbers, like last year he averaged 27 a game and 7 assists. That dude is big time. And he shall be respected as such. Number 27, Carl Anthony Towns. Now, why no introduction? I mean, he's disappointing. Now, I can understand the type of year that he had. He had a fucked up year. He lost multiple family members to COVID. So I can understand why his shit would be off. But I feel like Carl Anthony Towns can lead a team to the playoffs. But he has to, you know, lead. He has to, you know, his numbers were all-star caliber numbers. But the, the Minnesota Timberwolves... There's no way that you have Anthony Edwards, you have Ratatouille, D'Angelo Russell, rat-ass nigga, 6'9", Russell and shit. There's no way that you have Anthony Edwards, who was possibly maybe robbed out of Rookie of the Year, but I don't think so. This was LaMelo Ball's award, sir. But there's no way that you have that on your team. And yes, Anthony Edwards did not make the top 50. So sue me. But maybe he'll make it next year, which I think he will. But I think those are three guys that are capable of putting up 20 points per game. Cat averaged 25, 11, and 5. And I think he was, you know, he was solid. You know, he was hurt. The first part of the year also. You have to take that into account. But his career numbers are crazy. He's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. When it's all said and done. Number 26. This kid was impressive. In the first three rounds of the playoffs. And in the uh, NBA finals. He became a punchline. And that is DeAndre Ayton. Now, DeAndre Ayton, you know, his numbers don't jump off the page, but DeAndre Ayton does well on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. I mean, he averaged 14 and 11 this season during the playoffs. He averaged 15 and 12. He had some, you know, 2019 rebound games. Like, this dude's potential showed, despite him getting dunked on by Giannis a lot, you know, his potential showed. And he's he's probably one of the better third options in the league. Number 25, John Morant. Now, John Morant, again, numbers don't always tell every story. But this year, he averaged 19 and 7. But if you look at him in the playoffs this year, he broke out in the playoffs. That's when... It was grind time. This man in five games averaged 30 points per game and eight assists per game. This is why John Morant is top 25. He proved in the Utah Jazz Series and then against Golden State 
in the play-in game that he was big time. And I told niggas that Ja Morant was going to be a superstar. And he wasn't too little. He wasn't this. He wasn't that. He's explosive. And his three-point shot has improved a little bit from the last season as well. But he still got to work on that jumper so that he can be respected. Number 24 was a complete disappointment. He lost that killer from last year's NBA Finals, Jimmy Butler. Now, Butler was a part of a, 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 a clean janitor sweep by the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, he's supposed to be this big leader or whatever, but he couldn't lead them to at least one fucking victory? Come on, Jimmy Buckets, get your shit together. Now, he did average 22 a game, 7 rebounds and 7 assists. Solid. Never was a good 3-point shooter, but he can hit it in crunch time. But he wasn't hitting on shit last year in the playoffs. This nigga played almost Ben Simmons level. Like, he was awful. 15 a game, 7 rebounds, 7, 8 rebounds, 7 assists. Come on, dog. Butler was a top 20, 15 player up until this point. But he's got to step his game up next season and show that he is a, a star at least. Number 23. Um, at, at a pivotal point in the uh, season, he got injured. And we're talking about Jalen Brown. Last year, Jalen Brown was putting up superstar numbers. I mean, 25 a game, six rebounds. Shot almost 40% from three. Pretty damn good if you ask me. I think that if Jalen Brown would have played in the playoffs, I think that uh, Boston would have took two games from, from Brooklyn. But without him, the inevitable, the inevitable was going to happen. Now, Brown is great at the mid-range. And, you know, he hurt his wrist, so... Yeah, shout-out to Jalen Brown. Number 22 had a breakout season like no other. This dude is big time, and the duo of him and Nikola Vucevic is going to be a duo to watch this up-and-coming season. You need to watch for Chicago Bulls in the play-in game. And that's Zach Levine um, at 22. I mean, he averaged 27, 5, and 5. That's pretty damn good if you ask me. Shot 42% from three. That's awesome. Attack the basket at will. Need to work on his defense. But um, as a Pistons fan, this nigga, I watched the game where this dude scored 30 points in a quarter, I think. He's vicious. Number 21. This dude gets criticized on the regular for shooting too many shots, doing this and doing that. But always forgets about the intangibles though of what this guy can do and this dude once again averaged a triple double for the season last year and he played 65 games you know he people got on him for missing games and being injury prone and he played some of the playoffs hurt and that's Russell Westbrook Russell Westbrook averaged 22 a game you know what I'm saying He averaged uh, uh, 12 rebounds and 12 assists. This nigga is something special. This dude's not only a top 50 all-time great player, but 
this dude gets it done. He did average, although he didn't shot shoot particularly well. He shot 33% from the field, 25 from three. He did manage to average 19 points, 12 rebounds, and 10 assists. No, 12 assists and 10 rebounds. My fault. But I feel like if, you know, Washington got off to a slow start. Now, if they get off to a better start next year, they're definitely a top five, top six seed in that Eastern Conference. They just have to get, and then they, and then the Washington Wizards also suffered a lot of, a lot of injuries. Um, number twenty. Well, actually, yeah, number twenty. Number 20, number 20, number 20. This kid here, he's been doubted ever since he was shown dunking on middle schoolers in college. And his name is Zion Williamson. Zion had a great season this year. And too bad it was bombarded by bad coaching and a divided locker room because this kid is one step away from superstar status. And I think he's ready. Number 19. This guy. But um, this guy led a team full of inexperienced cats to the uh, NBA Finals this year. And yes, he was the leader. Although his numbers didn't tell the story, you know, he did good up until the NBA Finals where, you know, of course, the more important shit gets, the safer he plays. And the safer that he plays, the more that he chokes. Although 26 points in the last game six you know he didn't necessarily have a meltdown i'm just saying like with the game on the line when the chips are down he did not step up and finish the game so that there could be a game seven number 19 chris paul now chris paul you know what i'm saying he's he's still a despite what i think about chris paul he's still a solid player in the nba you know, he's a top 20 player. Don't get me wrong, but he is just not the nigga that y'all think he is. And he is not a top five all-time great point guard. That's all I'm saying. But he's a hell of a player, though. Got to give it to him. This year in the playoffs, though, let me see. Let me look up his averages. He averaged around the... Wait, 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 no. Hold on. He averaged 19 and 9, which is pretty much on par with his career numbers. So, I mean, he is one of the best point guards in the league. You got to give Chris Paul his credit, despite the choke. Number 18, this kid led the league in scoring. I think he led the league in scoring. Um, and his name is Bradley Beal. Now, Bradley Beal had 
the best second half of a season you can ask for. He did suffer an injury, but he played pretty well on it in the playoffs, despite going up against a more stacked Sixers team. He averaged 31 a game. In the playoffs, even with the injuries, averaged 30 a game and six rebounds and four assists. Can you imagine Bradley, a healthy Bradley Beal? Because he was dealing with injuries this whole season. Wow, his nickname is Dr. Dre. He does look like Dre. I'm not going to lie. Oh, shit. 48 minutes. God damn it. I'm taking too long. Number 17, Jason Tatum. Yeah, Jason Tatum, you know, he's he's uh, one of the young stars of the league. He averaged 26, 7, and 4 assists per game. You know, he's continuously using that Mamba mentality. Number 16, had a great playoff run this year. And it's a shame that his first playoff run had to end at the hands of the Bucks in a rough six-game series, I believe. It was. But in his first playoffs, ladies and gentlemen... Ice tray, right? Damn, I'm trying to pull it up. Oh boy. He averaged 29 and 10. That dude, if he continues to do shit like that, he'll be a top 10 player. Number 15, Kyrie Irving. Now, Kyrie Irving had a great season. I think he was 50, 40, and 90, if I'm not mistaken. Kyrie Irving was solid and consistent despite. The antics that he was doing, you know what I'm saying? He, he still went 54 and 90, 40, 90. He, he shot 51% from the field, 40% from three and 92% from the free throw line. Averaged 27 points and six assists. Uncle Drew still got it. Still one of the better players in the whole wide world. He just got to stay healthy, big dog. Brooklyn definitely could have used your services, buddy. Number 14, Joel Embiid. Yes, Joel Embiid put the team on his back. Now, he missed a lot of clutch free throws, which is shocking because he's an 86% free throw shooter. He averaged 29 points per game, 11 rebounds per game, and a block a game. Now, in the playoffs, he averaged around the same, 28 and and 11. But I just felt like he could have played a little bit more better because Ben Simmons wasn't going to do it. Number 13, Paul George. He had a breakout series this year. Like he had a redemption comeback story. Honestly, I think he should have been a candidate for most improved player. But my thing is, Paul George is a superstar. I hate to break it to you, but he is. And even superstars have fucked up moments and fucked up seasons. But it's how you bounce back. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. And PG had a great regular season average in 23-7, and seven, shooting 41% from three. And in this year's playoffs, with the loss of Kawhi Leonard, he averaged 27 points per game, 10 rebounds, and five assists. It's just Paul George is just a natural-born fuck-up. That's all. Number 12, this kid had a breakout performance this year in these playoffs and his first NBA Finals and was balling in the NBA Finals. Had multiple 40-point games throughout the playoffs. And his name is Devin Booker. Now, D-Book was balling. He was a major reason and was the number one option and was the main reason why the Phoenix Suns got as far as they did. 
mean, he his three-point percentage at 34% does not show his true statistics. Now, this year in the playoffs, he averaged 27 points per game, six rebounds, and five assists. Very solid numbers. Now, number 11, this dude balled until his fucking ankle came off. During the regular season, I had this kid as the MVP. A lot of people was laughing at me, calling me crazy, calling me out my name, calling me stupid or whatever. But Donovan Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell averaged 26 points per game, and he was he was balling. Now let's move on to the top 10. Number 10 is Luka Doncic. Now Luka Doncic is had a very good season. He had a good, very good playoffs as well. He gives the Clippers problems. I mean, average 28, 8, and 9. You know, he was a very, very solid player throughout this season. He just lost to a better Clippers team. That's all. He just lost to a hot Kawhi Leonard. Number 9, Damian Lillard. Now, Dame, Damian Lillard was, wasn't disappointing. He had breakout games. It was nothing more that he could do. Unfortunately, he did not have enough help to get past the Denver Nuggets because Joker was going crazy. Now, he averaged 28 and 8, no, 29 points and, and 9 assists. Pretty solid. Oh, my God. Okay. This, this year's playoffs, look at this. He averaged 34 points per game, y'all. 34 points per game and 10 assists. Come on, man. If this is not a superstar, I don't know what is. You know it's Dame time, goddammit. My favorite player in the world. Number eight, LeBron James. Now, LeBron suffered a couple of injuries that slowed his season down. But to be a 50-year-old a, a man and have an, an averaging 25 a game and eight and, and eight, is impressive shooting 36% from three 51% from the field pretty solid but I, he quit on his team in the playoffs I think that that Lakers team could have beaten the Phoenix Suns but your king melted under pressure as he only managed to put up 23 a game that's unacceptable 23 8 and 7 yeah 23 7 and 8 that's not acceptable to me number seven James Harden now, Harden had a, a pretty damn good season when he was healthy. This is the first season that he actually suffered injuries. But Harden's numbers, you can't deny it. He's a top 10 player, no matter how much I hate him. Um, he averaged 25, 8, and 11. Pretty damn good, if you ask me. And pretty damn good for a third option. Or the alleged third option, I should say. Number six, Anthony Davis, he suffered many injuries. Now, in the playoffs, he showed up up until he fucked his groin up. He was solid. Talent-wise, he's probably the most talented player in the league. But in the playoffs, he was posting up 30-point games, y'all. AD is one of the better players in the world. In the playoffs this year, he averaged 17 a game, but that doesn't show up on the stat sheet. 
Uh, number five, Steph Curry. I only got four minutes, so I'm only. I'm not gonna talk about the numbers. I'm just gonna name my top five. Steph Curry at five. Number four, Nikola Jokic. Number three, Kawhi Leonard. Number two, Giannis Antetokounmpo. And Kevin Durant, number one. Yes, I still have Kevin Durant as the best player in basketball. Like, when he's healthy, no one can stop him, and there ain't a damn thing you can do about it, and only his size 19 big-ass feet can. But, um, yes, Kawhi Leonard, I felt like, was the best individual player in the playoffs. That's just me. But I felt like Kawhi was on pace to be the best individual player in the playoffs. Nikola Jokic had a hell of a season. He's the MVP. He got to be top five. He got to be top five. Man, this computer is acting stupid today. But yes, Kawhi Leonard was posting up big, giant numbers, y'all, in the playoffs. Let me see. Let me see. He was averaging 30 points per game and eight rebounds and four assists. Um... Giannis, finals MVP, enough respect, dude, but you can't be number one unless you repeat. And Steph Curry, he had a hell of a season. He just didn't finish it off and get into the playoffs. That was the disappointing thing, like him in the playoffs. Now, next year, I think that the the Golden State Warriors have plenty of assets. Plenty of assets, yo. And I think that that's going to put them over the edge, whatever they decide to do with those assets. But I'm going to get the fuck up out of here. This is King Known Uncensored. This is the top 50 NBA players, and I'm out.